Hey, ringers, welcome to episode... I'm back! I'm back! I'm sorry, I'm just too excited. I'm back, I'm back. I had to interrupt. I had to interrupt. I'm back. I'm here. I'm so excited. 80 <laughs> of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. <laughs> wow. Dan's yeah. been containing himself, you guys. You Dan, have... welcome back. Yeah, thank you. You have no idea what it means uh, to be back and and just for all the love and support and all that goodness that... Uh, um, that I've been feeling and seeing from everybody over the last bajillion months feels like forever since I've been away. Mm-hmm. And this is a good episode, I think, for you to come back on because this is an episode where we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of what people are are wishing that they did differently after the wedding. Uh, we yep. talk about the fact, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So we get into regrets uh, and a bunch of different things. And this is where you shine, Dan. You are you get in there on the feel skis. Um, and you really share skis. your knowledge and your thoughts and both from a perspective of a photographer and as a, and a groom in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that makes me really excited. Um, on another note, we have fun news. Okay. Yeah, we do. So, guys, this is really exciting. Uh, Dan, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to talk about it? We can both kind of talk about it. Okay, we... we'll go at the same time. So we okay. are doing... Going to be at a, a bridal bridal show show <laughs> never mind this is not working <laughs> nope it's not working we're gonna be at a bridal show walking around strolling chatting it up with a bunch of different people doing like a little live well not live but like a little like recorded q a episode at the pa bridal show yeah, Lehigh Valley's largest bridal show. Yeah, um, it's what it's called. It's it's Lehigh Valley's largest bridal show. Um, you can get more information at pabridalshow.com. The date is Sunday, March 8th, 2020. The event of the show is from 12 to 4. I'm not entirely sure that Dan are going to be there the entire time just yet, but knowing us, we probably would be. We've got t-shirts made. Guys, you're going to know it's us because Dan is super tall and I am super not tall, and we're going to have t-shirts on. It's at the Roushfield House at Lehigh University, Again, pabridalshow.com for more information and tickets. What We've what got... color shirt did you get me? Uh, it's this like uh, ugly blue color. Okay, so tall, ophi looking gentleman with a blue shirt on that says. Uh-huh. It says, planning a wedding? Ask me anything. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to come hang out with us and meet us and talk to us and get free Wedding planning advice. That's what we're here for. Um, yeah. We'll be there rocking it. And we've got swag. We've got like we little do. goodies for you guys. So oh. I'm really excited for that. Danielle text messaged me a picture of these things. Um, one of the goodies that amazing. we're giving out. They're and she, and perfect. They are perfect. They are literally perfect. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She, yes, she is. And speaking of amazing, <laughs> you guys are also amazing. We are planning another Q&A episode to wrap up season seven. Uh, yep. We've done this in past seasons before. It's always been a lot of fun. And we felt like it's been ultimately helpful for you guys. Now, for our Patreon supporters, our amazing Patreon supporters, we love you so much. For those of you at our, I think it's our college roommate tier and up, you guys have the ability to ask us questions and you've been asking and I've been banging away on my computer answering your questions, especially while Dan was away. Um, and I love you guys for that. But if you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, whether you are a Patreon or not, send it in. Um, the best way to do it is via probably the contact form on our website, putaringonapodcast.com. But you can also, my email is on there. You can also snag my email and you can record, like if you record your question using like the voice memo app on your phone, on your 
phone rather send that over um and then we can play your question live on oh, air oh, guys snap. if enough of if enough of you do this this is we're totally going to do it and we're going to have a great time i'm not sure that we're necessarily going to be able to answer everybody's but please please do it you i can't tell you enough how fun it is to get your questions i love it i love solving yeah. problems so i get excited every time i get questions <laughs> awesome all right should we should we officially like hippity hop into this ippity episode that didn't sure. work that well. That didn't work that well, but we won't hold this one against you. Let's do it. Hey, ringers. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. And we're live. Take it away, Danielle. Dan, you always say we're live and we are not live, but we are recording and together. Together, guys. Dan's back. I'm back. It's how long has it been many, many months? Years has, at this point. When was the last time that we actually recorded an episode together? Has it been like six months? It's been longer than that. It was the day before your wife went into labor with the babies. It was the last time we recorded the episode. Which was July twenty seventh. Yep. Probably. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> no wonder why I feel so empty inside. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember how to do this, Dan? Do you need a refresher course? I I feel like this is uh, one of those things where like distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? Like I'm ready and I'm excited to be back and you've been doing such an amazing job of like keeping things going, inviting uh, guests who are all who all were amazing, right? Like top of their top of their game, um, all brought like really amazing things to the episodes. And so a big round of applause. Ah, should I do my noise machine? <laughs> Guys, Dan, Dan was gifted a noise machine. So buckle in for this episode. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up for this episode. Anyway. Buckle in. Um, yeah. I stand by so, it. I stand by it. Uh, so we're going to be doing uh, a little bit of a catch-up episode in between season seven and season eight. Where we, Dan and I have been talking and we realized we haven't t told you much about us. I guess if you want to know much started. about us. But yeah, since we started. So we thought it'd be fun just to give you a little in-betweener season episode. But uh, Dan, how is life and... Where the hell have you been? <laughs> Life is very good, as many people know. Maybe they know, depending on what where you're at in binging, to, uh, binge listening to all of our episodes. Is that uh, my wife and I had twins? End of July. Um, we originally thought that we knew or didn't have any twins in the family, but we just found out that my wife's dad's grandmother was a twin, and so that's where we found out that like that might be like the twin carrier thing um oh. anyway um it's been it's been real crazy my wife went to, back to work she actually just got a promotion which is very exciting um and i'm kind of loving being in the position of um being a dadrepreneur where i get to have like mornings with my kiddos i drop the big one off at at school and she does her thing and and i get to be at home with uh the the two little ones uh until we're going to end up putting him in, in school for a little bit so I can kind of get back to work. But um, for the first six, seven months, we've just been lot, spending lots of time together and doing all kinds of uh, of dad and baby things and family things. And uh, it's a new, you know, trying to figure out the new normal of balancing work and life and all that stuff. But it's one of those like it's the new normal. It just it I wouldn't change it for the world, you know. 
It's yeah. like one of those where like, you try to figure out how your heart can grow bigger, um, and then you realize when it all comes together that it just happens. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Is it, do you think it's, uh, you know, obviously you went from having one baby with your first one, and now you yeah. had like, now you have two newborns that you've been, you know, taking care of. Is two twice as hard, or is it just like you're just, you know, you're just kind of doing it? You just pick it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not twice as hard. I mean, for sure, there are like definitely difficult things like, you know, all right, kind of a very nitty gritty thing. Um, you know, with our oldest, it's like you could kind of let her learn to self-soothe a little bit. So you like don't go in right away when she starts crying. You like just wait like a moment or two and see if she starts to like suck her hand or whatever with the twins they're both sleeping in the same room and so we're not we like kind of have to run in right away in order to like make sure that they don't wake each other up um so like we're just it's really interesting some nights where there, there's literally no sleep at all happening and i definitely am going to like couple meetings and being like listen i had like maybe two hours of sleep last night if i do not make any sense whatsoever now you know why and you have a good laugh over it and then it's fine but yeah, yeah it's it's a little crazy but you just figure it out Cool. No other option. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So no regrets is what you're saying. No regrets. Oh, good segue, Danielle. Not that you would no ever regrets. regret having children. I don't read it like that. I was just trying to find a way to segue into our topic. Yeah, Anna, this is maybe this is gonna, yeah, uh, the what, what episode was that? That was episode which one that what? we the the first uh, no regrets episode. Or 15 regrets episode. <clears throat> the first no regrets episode. The first regrets episode. I don't have it written <laughs> no down. Regrets. Sorry. What? I'll find it. You keep talking and I'll find it. It's around somewhere. Um, the first, uh, we did an episode a while back on like the top 15 wedding regrets, right? And I think that Danielle and I both kind of believe that we don't actually believe in regrets. I, you know, as we go through this episode, there are some things that like when I think about our wedding that we would have done different, but like our wedding was still amazing, right? Because you also come uh, at it from this perspective that like it's a regular 24 hour day. Some things are going to go wrong. Some things are going to be a little bit crazy. Some things aren't going to go quite right. But, but you know, the vast majority of the day is going to be amazing. But um, there are some things that Danielle and I have heard many times over again um, from past couples, I've heard from past couples uh, who say who have just told us things that they were thinking about or that they wish they would have done different. Um, and so that's what we wanted to talk about today. Some things that have kind of been continually coming up as we're, you know, both Danielle and I are now 10 years full time uh, in the wedding business, um, which is is really awesome. Uh, so we're both learning a whole bunch and we wanted to put some of those things that we're hearing into an episode to maybe allow you guys to get on the front side of it and uh, and have them not be regrets. Regrets, yeah. So, and I think the way we wanted to spin this is that we are now in the year 2020, and hindsight is 2020, right? So we can hey. take take what other people have said and shared from their experiences. Are you sure? Share it with you. Am I sure? Are you sure what? you're not a dad? Are you not a dad? Because that was an awesome dad joke. Well, you know, just, I've been practicing. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You don't see the board behind my computer that's like dad joke one, dad joke two. <laughs> I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I we're going to be talking about, um, like Dan said, things that come from our combined 20 years of experience. But I also uh, asked our community of people, so married, friends, family members, 
all chimed in, which was great because it, it encompassed a lot of different styles of weddings, including like various budgets of weddings too. Like people that were were chiming in were doing things on smaller scales. They were doing it on average scales. They were doing it on a much larger scale. So um, it, it was really interesting to see everybody's feedback. And there was definitely one thing that kept popping up over and over and over again, which we are going to get to in a bit. But the first thing I wanted to start with was this idea that um, everybody says, and if you're engaged, you've definitely been hearing this. Everybody says that the wedding day goes by so fast, but really does it. Um, and from two people from <laughs> who've been in part of hundreds of weddings, I would say definitively yes, without a doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is actually one of the things that I will like that last timeline meeting that I have with all my couples. I will I specifically go over this because like it goes so fast because you're constantly looking forward to the next thing, right? Like in the morning, you're like popping bottles, making mimosas and drinking and having fun. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I wonder what like, you know, so and so's doing. And then like they're over there doing their thing. Maybe they're hanging out with their guys or or they're like you know, having fun. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't wait to see them at the ceremony. Oh, I can't wait to have our first kiss. I can't wait to be married. I can't wait to walk out together. I can't wait to take pictures. I can't wait to have our first dance. I can't wait to party with my friends on the dance floor. And then all of a sudden before you know it's over, right? Like it's just like constantly going back and back and forth. And um, if you don't stop to like smell the roses and take a deep breath and like look around and be in the moment, um, it will go by really fast. Yeah. It's also a 24 hour day where you have things scheduled from pretty much the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, which for most of us isn't common. There's at least some, you know, bit of free time or flexibility in most of our days, you know, so it's it's really an intense day. And like Dan said, it's kind of everything is you're looking forward to it. Like you're waking up getting yeah. excited to get ready and then you're excited to see each other. So it's not often that we have appointment after appointment after appointment that we just cannot wait for. And is right. filled with all of our favorite people on the planet. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Dan, I'm curious, as a former groom, how fast would, did your day go by? Like if if you could sum it up in time, how fast was your day? So it's, it's a weird phenomena where I feel like I was prepared for it to go really fast. And I'll talk about like how I kind of combated that. Um in a moment but like yeah like like looking back on it you know now we're five and a half years later you know it feels like just yesterday but it also feels like forever ago and the wedding day felt like forever but it also felt like a very short period of time and i think that um i went through the wedding day like like really soaking up like very particular moments throughout the day and almost being like a voyeur, right? Like, like kind of stepping back at certain points and being like, whoa, this is happening. Right. Um, some of those moments were like in the morning when I'm hanging out with my dudes. Um, my buddy Ryan was like taking me through punching, uh, like routine exercises. Cause like, I'm just very hyper and he like was helping me get out some of that energy. Um, so like, I remember like all the guys kind of getting ready and like me kind of going into like start shaving or whatever and like splashing water on my face and just being like, it's here, you know, Sam, Ryan, Chuck, uh, all these people, all of my like good friends are close and they're here for me. Whoa. Like that's amazing. Same thing with, um, you know, like during our ceremony, like holding my wife's hands that I still hold her hands all the time now, but like very vividly remembering the feeling of like really holding her hands up there as we're like committing ourselves to each other and all that, like, you know, goodness and love. Um, 
And uh, there's a million more like crystallizing moments, but I'll just talk about one more. And that is, you know, if you're having a wedding where like you are introduced into the reception, like and now for the first time, like that kind of thing, that is one of the most underrated moments. I feel like that and nobody talks about Uh, because for me, like regardless of whether you're a like a people person or like to be center stage or not, I think there's no moment on the wedding day that you feel like a more tangible sense of love, right? Like all your senses are activated. There's the music usually going. There's like the loud, like clapping and cheering and whistling from like the friends and all the people. And there's like good, good juju as at using a Danielle term uh, coming at you. And there's like good vibes and like the, you can feel the music in your chest and you're walking in and you've got the, all these feelings. And it's like, there's like not a, a negative feeling in that room in that moment. Like everybody's just like, yes, they're here. It's amazing. You know, and they just want to like give you this like start. And I feel like all those moments I like just looked around and I call it surveying my land to all my couples. I'm like, when you're on top of your mountain, your, your wedding day is your mountain, survey your land, right? Like soak it in. Um, and you just try to be in that moment and, and that's it. And I feel like that helps me remember the wedding day in a very, uh, vivid way that I was uh, like just focusing on this one thing, right? Like, like a little kid in the backyard popping bubbles for like six hours. Right. And it just feels like forever. They're just doing that one thing forever, popping bubbles. And, you know, it's like, that's why days when you're young go on forever. Cause it's like, you're focused on this one thing, not bills and blah, blah, blah. blah you know what I mean? Right, so 100%. anyway, yeah, I think <clears throat> if, if you, uh, you know, as you're going through the planning process too, there's almost so much anticipation. There is Yep. For many people, months Ooh. and months and months of buildup that when that day does finally come, it feels like in comparison, that 24 hours to all of the months, it just feels like, whew, like it just zips right on by. That's a so, great sound. Thanks. That wasn't even Dan's <laughs> soundboard. That was me. <laughs> Guys, I have a new career <laughs> making noises. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of anticipation. And there is a ton of research that says vacations are as amazing as they are because of the anticipation leading up to it. Often you're finally on vacation and suddenly, you know, it's the last day and it flew by because, you know, what just happened, but it's the anticipation right. leading up to it that provides us with all of those excited, good feelings. So it's okay as well to enjoy the planning process as you go through it, to know that right. like part of the fun of getting married and getting to that wedding day is the anticipation leading up to it. So I think that, yep. Dan, you gave some really good nuggets there of just stepping back and 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 taking even five seconds to just absorb that moment for really what is actually happening, what you're smelling, what you're feeling, what you're tasting, all of the different, what you're seeing, all of the different things. Uh, I think that is a really awesome way to to think about it for sure. Yeah, one like very quick final thought and uh, um, about that same thing. Like uh, there was there's another moment like where we're sitting behind our sweetheart table, right? Regardless of whether you have a sweetheart table or big table or whatever, it's another moment where I feel like it could just be any other day. Right. And I feel like generally speaking, for the first time behind the sweetheart table or behind your table where you're sitting down kind of for the first time in the whole wedding day, everybody's like doing their own thing, right? They're catching up with people at the table. They're eating their own dinner. They're having small talk. And so it's kind of like you having this opportunity to be able to just sit there 
and soak it all in and take a deep breath and like hold each other's hands and like look out at all the people who have gathered there for you. Again, it might as well just be the two of you at a restaurant on any other day, but this day it happens to be you surrounded by the people who mean the most to you and they're all there for you, right? So just, that's another moment. Final moment I'm gonna say, cause I could talk about this one all day, um, but just soak it in and and if you do that throughout the wedding day, soak in those little moments, I promise you'll remember it all. It'll be amazing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, I wanted to, um, we were talking about vacations. I think that kind of Mm -hmm. brings us into the next topic Mm, um, of something that I think is, uh, you know, where we say hindsight is 2020. I think a lot of couples don't necessarily give themselves enough time between their wedding and when they leave for their honeymoon. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You, I promise, even if you are doing a very small wedding, whatever, you will be exhausted the day after your wedding, right? Like between the planning, the partying, even if you're not drinking, I'm not just saying like the physical, you know, like maybe alcohol hangover of it all. You have just a hangover of being drained, the emotions, everything that has. Yep. Having your face on. Yeah. Led up to that point. It takes a toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally, And I feel like you deserve a little bit of a break before you have to whip yourself around and pack and travel and do all that because there's a lot involved with, with, with going on a trip, you know, like, yeah, take the wedding out of it and, and, and take the honeymoon label off of it and look at it as vacation. What are, who are you as a person before you go on vacation? How much time do you normally need to kind of get your stuff together and get it all in gear? Because you will be so preoccupied with wedding stuff. Even if you have the best planner on the planet, you're between just the people alone, you're just occupied with that, that it's really tough to spend any bit of time before your wedding preparing to then also pack for your honeymoon. So I use yeah. recommend giving yourself at least a day or two to recover yep. sleep pack uh, you know eat nap yep. and you know <laughs> go go for the run to target to buy all the travel stuff that you 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 know you've kind of been procrastinating on because go to the bank go to the bank yeah that's true what are they going Do you know to the why bank you go for, to the Dan? bank tell us uh, why you go to the bank you go to the bank to deposit all the checks and money that you got <laughs> um assuming you you know not all the money but like you right. know Let's put it this way. When Rachel and I got married on a Saturday, um, we had Sunday and we left Tuesday morning, if I remember correctly, um, pretty early. Like we had to get up really early, but we loved the, like Sunday off. We got to see people. We had like a little brunch thing, nothing crazy. But like you said, Danielle, like we were exhausted. And even as somebody who loves to be the center of attention, I was exhausted from like like not putting my face on because I'm comfortable with all those people that were there. But like like you're just on the entire time and you're so like wrapped up in it and between dancing and all that stuff. Yes, it's very emotionally draining. Um, but, you know, having that little buffer time allowed us to like, you know, say goodbye to people who were leaving the next day. Um, and then Monday we we got up and we were like kind of got to be excited again for the next part of this. Like it's not over. Now it's our time right now. It's, right. you know, we did go to the bank and we deposited the the checks and money and stuff. Cause we wanted to use that on our trip that we went on. Um, and, and then we like kind of got to be able to be re-excited, right? Like nobody, nobody's going to bother you because everybody knows that like your honeymoon's coming up. You just get to like, like I'm pretty sure we just like relaxed most of the time, uh, on Monday, kind of getting like we got we we pretty much had everything ready, but we just were able to like breathe. It was so great, it was just, right. you know. 
It's awesome. Yeah. And it, we're not saying that like you can't do it, right? Certainly you can do it. We're just trying to give you the the four forethought forethought. I don't know. You uh, know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You know, we were trying to give you to put yourself in that headspace and and give yourself a little bit of grace because yes, you can technically wake up the next day, pack, go crazy, get on a plane and go. But then, how is the first few days of your honeymoon going to be spent? Are you going to be then super jet lagged? Are you going to get sick from it? There's there's so many different factors that come into play. So. Yep. Yeah, I I think uh, I think giving yourself a little bit of grace and time, and plus, like, like Dan said, it gives you time to like get excited all over again. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to switch gears completely. Yeah. Uh, and and this is something that maybe people would probably be surprised to learn from me. Um, it's kind of like a middle ground for me, I suppose. Um, but one of the things that I hear a lot is that people were uh, regret not hiring a videographer. Yeah. Um, so, good. Yeah. Go I was what were you say, gonna say? This is the the what I had mentioned earlier as being the most number one regret of everybody who is chiming in. By and large, this is the most common thing: is people not hiring a videographer. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, I don't know if I would like there's certain parts of the day like I don't know that I would personally need um, like an exact record of. But what I desperately wish is that we had a, a video of our ceremony. Right. And I, I know since I'm a very visual person, I would love to go back because that was the most meaningful part of the day for us. Right. Like I like the little cell phone videos and stuff that um, that our friends and family took during the reception. Um, but but I really wish that we would have had a. Uh, a real video of our ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I think we know why most people often forego it. You know, it's 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 a hefty cost. It's a big investment. Um, yeah. But why do you think it's such a common regret, per se, that people don't do it? I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Like, I, I guess they, people think that they maybe they just won't watch it or, like, it's not going to be the same or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, I think... I don't know. I think a lot of it comes down to that until you're going through that day and experiencing it, I don't I don't think it's until after the fact that you realize how much you just might have missed because you were so excited soaking all, you know, all of the high points in and all of this, but you didn't get to see everything. And right. you know, your brain is just going on adrenaline at that point and you just want to you just want to go back and relive it. For so many people, it is such a wonderful, great feeling day. Yeah. Um and as they go through the planning process, they tend to say, "Okay, well, you know, there's photo there's photo and then there's video." And if you right. can only do one, photo almost always tends to, you know, irk out and be the the winner of the two um and take priority, but I I don't know that um I don't know that that should necessarily always be the case. I don't right. know. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, there was there's a, a couple whose wedding I did not photograph. They were the best man and maid of honor in a wedding I did photograph. Um, and they are so thrilled that they hired a good videographer, which can actually segue into our next topic, um, because the photographer they hired ended up something happened and a bunch of things kind of went down. They, they really don't like their pictures. Um, uh, but their video, they absolutely love. Like they, they, I think they kind of went on the cheap with their, with their photographer. Like they hired this, like, or sorry, they didn't hire. They, they got this like really amazing wedding venue and they spent a lot of their money there. Um, and they feel like the photographer didn't 
really do a great job of like kind of being one, uh, like capturing the venue, uh, a beautiful way. Um, and they didn't do a great job of like actually capturing their people who were there supporting them. Um, it was mud. They, the, the photographers did more about like focusing on the couple and the videographer, the video they say they watch like almost like on a monthly basis, like they watch it all the time still, um, just like captured all of their people. And there's so many like little vignettes inside this video that they talk about being, um, like seeing their guests and their friends and family for who they really are. Like the, the videographer did this like amazing job of really capturing people exactly as they were. And so to them, video it was the most important thing after the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I find a lot of the times, and I think this, a lot of this education comes from videographers that I've worked with and things that they've shared with me, but, and therefore I always want to share it with you guys is that photo captures these beautiful moments of the day. Video mm-hmm. captures though, what things sounded like, what mm. it what those toasts were like you know the yep. the your it, it shows your grandma dancing on the dance floor it shows your dance with your dad and these are things that as uh you know life goes on and and people you know move on in this world like those are the things that you can really go back to and, and see and hear those voices all over again and be put yeah. right back into that beautiful wonderful memory for everybody you know yeah. um and that's something that while photo- photography is so wonderful and so great, I think videography, it's not the same thing. It's not like, well, we have a videographer or we have a photographer, so we don't need a videographer. Look at it, challenge yourself to look at it differently. And anybody, um, again, so many people, there was hundreds of comments. Dan even texted me saying, holy crap, look at all these comments on your, on your, on your Facebook page. There was so <laughs> many people chiming in and it was almost every other one was mentioning that they didn't hire a videographer. So yeah. take that information, do with it what you will. Um, I don't know, I, Dan, are there ways to do videography on the cheap, if you will, you know? Um, I think this is one of those situations where it's like you kind of get what you pay for. I mean, for sure, like there are many people who will like buy a video camera and like have their cousin sit up in the balcony at the church or whatever and just like point it at the altar. Right. Like that's one thing. You know, if you just want like that uh, somebody to do that and you're okay with taking the risk of like that potentially not working out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you're, you know, you're okay with that. Um, yeah, you know, but maybe that's better than nothing. Right. 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 Um, so, you know, technically, so what we're trying to say is technically, yes, there are ways to do it on the cheap, but you know, you get what you pay for. Right. As with all things. Exactly. And you wanted to kind of also talk about this idea of, um, a common regret that people have is they, they wish they invested a little bit more in hiring a better photographer. Right. Right. And again, that's a cost factor. Okay. How long have we been recording for and how long do we have that we I can talk about this? <laughs> let's, let's keep it short, but feel free to, to – Dan, you haven't been here in a while, so you get out your thoughts, bud. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll keep it really short and and say like I think I think like the immediate response is that like whatever you get is going to be good enough. Right. Like, like, you know, maybe photos, not priority or whatever. And that's okay. Um, but it's a gamble that I I've seen people 
and hear people all the time, especially as I hear like, you know, bad photographer stories from couples who are saying like, oh, you know, my sister or my friend or my brother or whatever had, you know, had uh, a, a videographer or had a photographer that, you know, did this or did that or they showed up late or they didn't get any good pictures or whatever. Um, and I think there's so many of these like intangible things. So I feel like I'm starting to ramble a little bit. Um, there's so many of these like intangible things that that young or inexperienced photographers don't know about when they're photographing a wedding, right? Like it's not just about the couple. And this is one of the things that Danielle and I harp on all the time. Like this is an opportunity for all your friends and family to come together under one roof for a very happy reason, right? Um, or, you know, whoever those special people are. And so if you right now, uh, you know, I think in 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, you know, as, as the wedding kind of like fades from memory, what are you going to want to see? You know, and a, a, uh, inexperienced or a person who doesn't do weddings on the regular is going to skip over some of those things, not knowing and not having the amount of knowledge that like somebody who's been at it for a while knows that, that there are going to be things that, um, you will probably say are not important, uh, right now, but will end up being, and like, I keep in touch with a lot of my couples, um, over many, many years now I'm in this doing this for 10 years. And there's like an interesting thing that happens where after the wedding, I, their favorite pictures are, are constantly changing, uh, depending on where they're at in life. So like, you know, that first like one to two years, everything's all about like the portraits of them and putting them, you know, those pictures on the walls of celebrating, you know, wedding about them, all that kind of stuff. And then like year like two, three, maybe four. So it becomes about like family, right? The family pictures, the people who were there to support them, maybe lives are changing or whatever. And then, uh, as we go a little bit further, it comes back to the two of them. Maybe there's babies happening or maybe there's like, you know, uh, other things are going on Their Their lives are changing. They're buying a house or whatever. So they want to fill their homes again with pictures and all that stuff. And then the further out you get, the more desire people have to see people who are close to them having fun at their wedding. Right. Um, I don't know what that comes from. I don't know if it's like thinking about, I don't really know what it comes from, but that like year five plus everybody always kind of like says the pictures that they love most are ones where, um, their friends and family were laughing, crying, cheering, toasting with all of them that are there to support them. Um, and bringing it back to like doing it on the cheap again, I think that there are photographers who um, they believe that the wedding day is just about the couple and they forget about this whole other side of things. Um, and then before you know it, you realize like, wow, these are great portraits of us. But what about the the other substance, right? Like it's awesome to have a good portrait of you, but if your, you know, your relationship with your dad or your mom is like also very important to you, but the photographer didn't know that or didn't think to ask those questions, you know, and you don't get those pictures, you know, is it really that, you know, how much do those portraits now mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, I think, yeah, you, you make a really good point there. Um, ultimately, Dan and I are never, ever going to tell you that what you are spending is right or wrong right. on your right. wedding, right? right? It comes down to what <sighs> photography is ultimately one of the few things that you have left at yep. the end of the day and videography. We'll put yep. that in there as well. There's, it's one of the few things that you have left. And that doesn't mean blowing your entire budget on it, but right. 
Again, this episode is about sharing what people have looked back on and wish they did a little bit differently. And because after you're married, there are so few things that you have left from it. It's a common thing to say, I just wish we had invested a little bit more to get what we really wanted from a photographer. Um, And maybe that's investing $200 more. Maybe that's investing $2,000 more. That's totally up to you as far as what it is. But maybe challenge yourselves and push yourselves a little bit to not just find the most cheap option really look at you know the full gamut of of what you could get for your money uh right quick quick share just so you guys have this information a client of mine and now client of dan's as well um was talking about photography and what her budget might be and she was at a point where um this couple i should say was at a point where what they were what they kind of wanted to spend they were at the very low end of a really good photographer and if they extended their budget by it was like 10 percent. it was like a very small amount that was able to get them into a whole other range of photography and photography them was their top priority so right we had a little bit of a discussion that like I you, what you spend is totally up to you. But if you give yourself a little bit more here, we can find where we can cut this from someplace else so that you're not adding to the budget. But right. this is someplace where it's going to open you up to a whole new world, um, a whole new world. Whole new world. <laughs> uh, and it. It, and they yeah, and, and they're working with Dan and I couldn't be more happy. Um, but it's yeah, but but they just didn't know they come they they were just putting an arbitrary number out there. And that's what I, you know, worked with them to kind of figure out and it was a great thing um another thing i want to talk about with photography is uh, a common pe- thing that people say is they 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 wish they took first look photos where they saw yeah. each other beforehand and i don't want to get too much into what first look photos are we did a whole episode on that that's episode yep. 70 um yep. but i think the main place that this comes from is wanting to spend more time with their guests absolutely right like yep. you don't take first look photos. Well, there's many reasons to take first look photos, but a big factor in it is often that we just, we want to not miss cocktail hour. Cocktail hour is the best part of the day in my Oh, opinion. it's so amazing. Well, one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, it's like, it's fun. It's casual. It's easy. There's not a ton going on. You're just eating like picky food. Shout out to the picky food lovers out there. Like, yes. it's just, it's just a really great thing. And I think hearing that people say, I wish we did first look photos so we could spend time more with our guest only further proves the point of how fast your day is going to go by. Yeah. It, you and I both know that like, I'm all about having my couples like not spend the most time with me on their wedding day. Right. Like, like everybody, like the, all the people who are there coming there, uh, to their wedding are way more important than I am. Right. Super important job, but just not an important person to spend the most time with. But like first look pictures, especially if you're, if you're ceremony reception at the same venue, it's almost like a non-negotiable. It just makes so much sense to get the pictures out of the way. Um, so that way, f- as soon as your ceremony starts, it's like unbroken the rest of the day, right? There's no time where you have to worry about like getting pulled away from guests. You literally go ceremony, cocktail hour, party. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and yeah, like I, I think, I mean, that's, that is for sure a, uh, regret of mine, a regret of mine. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. I just think it's funny. <laughs> um, that I wish I w- would have been able to be at our cocktail hour. You know, I, I wish I would have said like, Hey man, um, and cut it off and said, we want to be back in at this time. Cause we did have enough time. We didn't do a first look. We had plenty of time between ceremony and reception. Um, but I, and I, I just wish I would have said like, Hey, you know, chop it off here. So I would have been able to go spend, 
the time with our guests that would have meant the most because you just like you'd have to do anything. There's no formalities. It's just like, let me just catch up with you people and talk. Right. You know? There's not even dancing often happening nope. at that point, right? Like it's just there's just no place there's else always for people dancing to be. happening when I'm in a room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's 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 very true. Um it's it is very yeah. true that there's always dancing happening when I'm in a room. <laughs> it's very true. See, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, Dan. And bringing it back. <laughs> Guys, he hasn't been here for a while. I got to let him get this stuff out so that we can. It's really nice to just season. have a conversation with other adults. <laughs> Instead of being like, who's going to have a good wedding? Who's going to have a good wedding? Yes, you are. You're going to have a great wedding. <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be a very eloquent and lovely time. <laughs> anyway, bring yeah. it back. All right. Speaking of losing ourselves. <laughs> no, I don't even know if I could segue into this. All right. <laughs> let's talk about... Um, the idea that as you know couples are kind of going through the process that instead of sticking to their guns and and making sure that what they're doing is is reflective of them they're yeah. they're going too much of off of what other people want them to do uh, and making decisions based off of that versus what they specifically want yeah that is brutal what do you think about that first go for it well, you know, there's a there's a lot of opinions to kind of field throughout the wedding planning process. You've got your family members, you've got your wedding party, you've got that cousin that just got married who knows it all and is ready to start her own planning business. <laughs> I love you've that got person. your vendors, you've got the venue, you've got all of these things and everyone will want to share what they did and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Hey, us included here, we get that we are part yep. of the 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 not the problem we're trying Equation. to come from a good place yeah. but everybody's trying to come from a good place it comes from the place of good intentions and uh dan while you were off being lazy we did an episode um about <laughs> how to set your boundaries while planning your wedding we did it with my good friend berlin martin who's a wonderful wedding planner it's episode 77 if you're struggling with this definitely go back and listen to it but she said like it's like the second you get engaged it's like a neon sign above your head saying like please give me your give me advice. unsolicited advice exactly yeah um, so with all that coming at you, it is easy to lose track of what you together as the couple will want for your day while trying to kind of please everybody else and, and make everyone else happy. Um, but at the end of the day, you can only make so many people happy and, until you're just completely deluded yourselves out of the equation. And that's, that's tough, you know? Gosh, Yeah. There is though, there like there's so much tradition and opinion and expectation and all that kind of stuff that that just comes along with the wedding, right? Regardless of whether other people like have a financial investment in your wedding as well. Um, yeah. And that takes it to a whole new level uh, when somebody else has given you some bucks as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think just talking about that one will hopefully bring it up and like people's minds to like like you know if you take one step off the path right and like let somebody else's like if people give you advice you know fine listen yes. to it good bring appreciate like, it right right They're appreciate it awesome to, to trying to help yeah. yeah but then take everything with a grain of salt if there's something that you can pick out from that and like use awesome if not throw it away mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like get go. rid of it because you know if you take one step off and keep taking one step off all of a sudden you're going to be like you know floating in a lagoon that you're not going to know uh, where uh what <laughs> we're floating in a lagoon now where'd you get a lagoon from 
What lagoon? is a lagoon? Like you're just like out like floating in the middle of nowhere or Is it blue? Uh, Cuz I can I can picture that thanks to the little mermaid. We've got a, a blue lagoon. Yeah. A blue lagoon. Yeah. You're just For out sure. floating in the middle of nowhere, you yeah. know? Um anyway, um Once the crab starts singing, look out guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um just just like know that like when all uh, everybody keeps asking you and giving you advice and all that stuff, um just to stay true to like your mission statement as a couple. You know, yeah. like what are those three to five things that are most important to you and keep focused on those. Right. You know, I think this gets hard, too, because I often, you know, I'm sitting down with my couples and sometimes it's the person who's taking the primary role in planning the wedding. They'll kind of say, like, well, of course, we have to have the most fancy napkins. And the partner goes, well, do we do we really need to have it? And then, the per you know, then there's like there's tension. Right. And it's about finding a way to address that stuff, because in the beginning, you know, primary planner person did not care one bit about napkins, but now they've kind of looked at so many magazines and Pinterest and articles and all this stuff that now suddenly they care about the napkins when really all they really wanted was to have this like really fun time and have everybody have a great party. So yeah. it's about finding ways to, I guess, refocus our partner's uh, priorities and being like, hey, but you know, we talked about this. Does that really line up? And not necessarily saying that that's a bad idea that they're having, but just challenging to be like, well, let's really think about it because if it means a lot to you, great. But right. is this something that we can kind of take that amount and allocate it someplace else? Because is that really what we want? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, this goes hand in hand with kind of like one of the next one that we want to talk about, which is, yeah. is then if too many people maybe like you hit get like analysis uh uh by paralysis or paralysis analysis. by analysis right analysis um, paralysis. and yeah you know what i'm talking about people get it um <laughs> and then right. you start at, at some point you're just like oh whatever and you just yeah. settle right you right. just say I'm, I'm done with it um you know we'll just do this and you move on right when that's just like you end up doing that because you want to please somebody else and just say like, I, I don't want anybody else to, um, I just want people to like leave me alone. Right. And you're just like, yeah, right. fine, do it. I'll go on. I'll move on. You know what I mean? Or, or I don't want to make somebody mad by my choice right. or I don't want them to think I'm being indecisive or am I being a bridezilla or a groomzilla? Like I, yep. I just want to keep the peace here. Yep. That's a really dangerous thing as well. Um, to, as you kind of go through the process, right? Right. Indecisive is one that I think a lot of people battle with is they don't want to appear indecisive, I guess is, is basically the way to go about it. So they settle, they go, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess this is fine, but they don't have enough right. information to really make a decision that they feel good about. Then they go back and that decision festers and they think about it more and they just go, Oh, whatever. And they just, you know, they pick the one thing and, and whatever, but then right. they kind of regret doing that. Um, I don't know. I'm always of the camp that it's okay to not have enough information yet to make a decision that you feel good about. But your task then is to gather more information and find the balance between when you've got enough information to make a decision that you feel good about without crossing into line of being obsessive about something because that's also not a really healthy way um, to spend it. And that's where having a good support system comes into play. And having a great wedding planner on your team who you can uh, bounce ideas off of and, and all that kind of stuff. Shameless plug. Um, yeah. 
right? Like like literally having a wedding expert uh, who has probably seen many family dynamics and seen hundreds of thousands of decisions and all that kind of stuff um, that can say, you know, this is what I've seen that might work or might not work or this is what I would recommend, blah, blah, blah. And then you can take that advice from knowing it's a trusted source and um, execute on whatever you feel like works right, you know? Right. Because there's sometimes, as human beings, we can just get like hyper-focused on a little detail that sometimes in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter as much as we think it matters. It might matter a lot to you, but in the grand scheme of things, it might just, it just might not play out the way that you're worrying it will if you don't make, you know, whatever decision in your head. And having those people who have seen it before to say, yeah, I hear you, I understand, this is, this is what I've seen to kind of give you that good, uh, that good uh, reality check is always really helpful. And that's where... Having good people in your team is a good idea. Yeah. Um, you said something a minute ago that reminded me of something, and then it will also take us into our next topic again. Oh, um, look at me. Yeah, right. Uh, and it was it was something essentially but you like, forgot. like what's that? <laughs> but you forgot. <laughs> but I forgot. No, um, it's something like. Uh, you kind of allude to the idea like somebody doesn't want to be wrong, right? Or they don't want to make like a choice that's wrong. And yeah. I've had um, been in like in the thick of wedding planning with somebody. We're talking about timeline or like we're getting close to the wedding day. And I've had, you know, uh, uh, I remember I can think of several brides of mine who have said like, Dan, I just don't want to be the bride who does something wrong. And, and I think that comes from uh, like – not well it comes from focusing too much on like the nitty-gritty um and like too much on the 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 details and the fluff that might not necessarily matter right like we you know i forget which episode it was but like we did a whole episode on things that like guests don't actually care about um but i think that when you're overly concerned about like all these little things you start losing the focus about what the what the whole entire wedding days are really about, right? Like, especially in those last three months, right? It's like like where most couples, and I'm sure you know, maybe you can chime in on this too. It's like those last three months are like when the couple who's planning has is the most at risk for completely and utterly forgetting about all the joy and excitement that they felt for the last six to ten months about how amazing their wedding day is going to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, and. So just to give you guys a very clear example, because I don't want anything that we say of being like, stop worrying about the nitty gritty and doing all that. But I've had conversations with couples that, and this is just to give you an example where somebody was worrying about how many croutons were going to be on each plate with the salad, right? And you're like, that's fair. I'm a crouton lover. So like, maybe that's something I think about. But in the grand scheme of the day, your guests aren't going to walk away going, oh, can you believe we only got four croutons when I that salad deserved five croutons, you know, like things <laughs> yeah. like that. When we say the nitty gritty, like we're not trying to, uh, you know, pull the rug out from anything that means a lot to you. But sometimes it helps us step back and be like, well, if I was at a restaurant, how much would I really care about how many croutons were on my Caesar salad? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And and the, yeah, it's it's definitely um, people kind of stepping back after the process saying that I worried too much about the little details and also that I tried to do it all myself, right? Like I tried to just, I had to do it all. I had to do it all myself because nobody else was going to do it. And, right. you know, it is what it is. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from Pinterest, you know? 
like uh, there are so many um you know inspiration images and stuff like that that shows you know these perfect salads with five croutons i don't know i'm gonna now i'm just gonna want salad for lunch i guess <laughs> load up on the croutons but it is it there's a there's a focus on so many different things and it's easy to kind of get so wrapped up that like well gosh if i don't do all this stuff is my is our wedding even worthy is it enough which is a really triggering word guys i said the e word yeah um yeah yeah uh and going back to like the yeah yeah that's right danielle um uh i think going back to so first uh, episode 66 is the wed- uh, is the episode that I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago about um, 10 things that your guests won't care about. Um, and uh, uh, going back to this idea of like, um, you know, worrying too much about details and like little stuff and whatever, um, if like if you're like not even sure where to start right? Like, like what are the things that I just need to do or need to focus on? Um, and this is all came from Danielle's amazing mind. Um, episode 38 is, is uh, probably one of my personal favorites. Like whenever I share, uh, with couples, like where they should start or like if they're just have confused or whatever, I send them right to episode 38, which is four fundamentals to hosting a great event. Um, and that is like Danielle in her true form, like breaking it down. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Yeah. I, yeah, that episode covers like the four things you really need. Then I can probably even break it down to being the three things you need yeah. because the four things, just to give you guys a, a heads up, is that it's food, drink, entertainment, and comfort. That's the four things you need to provide guests. And drink obviously is a variable, but it's very much a part of the the event industry world. Um, is that that's that's a factor in it all. So if you touch on those four things and you do it well and whatever well means to you then you win you win the game it's all good because at the end of the day all of those little nitty-gritty details like as you're going through it if you start getting all of these outside of uh, you know outside opinions and people telling you and pinterest telling you and all this stuff if it only matters to you because you think it's supposed to matter to you it probably won't matter after it's all said and done Right. Like it, it's just going to fall to the wayside. If you're the only reason you're doing it is because you think you're supposed to and you think it's supposed to be happening, then it probably just won't matter when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. I, I also want to touch on this idea of like trying to kind of do it all yourself um, because weddings are a big deal, right? They're not the biggest life event that you're going to have probably, but they are a big life event. Right. And while we are human beings that have acquired certain skills and talents or superpowers that we've been born with, it's okay to to have that skill, talent, superpower and not necessarily need to be the one to do that on your wedding day. So right. if you are the world's best cook, that's awesome, first of all. I'm jealous of your skills. But second of all, it doesn't mean that you have to cater your wedding. Right. It doesn't mean that you need to use your wedding as a time to like show the world what you can do or or try this new thing out or see if you're good at making your own flowers, because it's a really big day in of itself. If this is something that you want to do or try, do it for another life event or a small (laughs) event. I don't think it's often a good idea to put too much on your plate as you are the the bride or groom in the scenario, or even the mother of the bride. Right. 
or or mother of the groom or father of the bride, whatever it is, I think it's it's okay to kind of step back and say, just because I can do the thing doesn't need to mean that I need to be the one to do the thing. Right. Right. Hmm. <laughs> which kind of like takes you to like an, a, another one of our list things, which would be, um, you know, if you have people in your lives, uh, if you have people in your lives who are skilled at one thing or another, um, maybe you have an uncle who's like a good photographer or something. Um, something that the people have said is that they regret having a family member uh, be one of their wedding pros or be a, you know, a professional service provider for them. Right. Um, did you, what do people say specifically in your, in your comments about that? Well, you know, it was having a friend video their wedding, um, because you know, they were good friends and whatever. One person flat out said they was a friend, no longer a friend because 15 years later, they still haven't even seen the video from that day. Um, it's, you know, having your maid of honor, do your flowers, having your mom be your coordinator for the day. It's things where we've seen relationships ruined over. Yep. And and again, it goes back to the idea that this person is stepping up probably with the best of intentions and they only want to help you. They want to do this thing. They want to provide it as a gift from them to you. And how freaking wonderful, right? It's wonderful of them. But at the same time, your expectations as a couple are probably very high and maybe their level of talent, superpower, skill doesn't quite match up to your expectation, but they're your friends, so you think so highly of them, and they, you know that they're going to do everything in their power to knock it out of the park, but they're still limited to whatever resources and tools and skills that they specifically have. Yep. So I am always a very big advocate as a wedding planner to hire a professional to do the job right? Yep. Um, and that only comes from the past 10 years of experience seeing what happens when you don't. Now, that doesn't mean that if you don't, it's all going to be ruined. It just means that you're running such a higher risk um, of something not going quite as planned. And when it's a right. friend or family member involved, it cuts way deeper. It just yep. cuts way deeper. Yeah. Like, like there's so much guilt that goes into like both sides if something bad happens um, versus like say you hire a professional and they don't do the job that you, they are contracted to do. Um, you can be mad at them and it doesn't matter, right? Like they're supposed to do the one job um, and there's no like personal feelings or whatever. It's like they were supposed to do a job and they didn't do it. Be mad. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but with this like a person who's a friend of yours or even with the best intentions, if something bad happens, it's like ha there's got to be so many conflicting feelings of like, I want to be angry at them, but they're a friend of mine. I've known them for a long time, but they were supposed to do this thing and they didn't do it. And you know, there's so much stuff and it's like, you don't want to lose a, a friendship over that, but it happens all the time. Um, yeah, it's a super bummer. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and I want to wrap up this episode with one last, uh, hindsight is 2020 um and i uh, surprisingly like everybody on the planet actually said this one and that was that they didn't hire daniel moyer photography and dpnac events to do their <laughs> photography and coordination of their day <laughs> that's a lie i made that yeah. statistic up but it could be true <laughs> we are a dream team the dans the dans we do work well together we have a lot of fun working together so um yeah nailed too it. far did i take it too far no did i, I love it, it i thought it was really funny <laughs> we do work really well together. I mean, yeah, we're together all the time. And we also are great communicators. Yeah. I always let you know what I need on a wedding day. Bread. Bread <laughs> and butter and water. 
and water. Yep, that is true. We were, Dan and I were working a wedding, a wedding together once, and it was a bit of a travel for both of us. And we were both going up the night before I was heading up for the rehearsal. Dan was going up there because you just wanted to check out. And I think you were doing the rehearsal dinner to a certain degree as well. Um, And at one point we were both driving and I get a text message from Dan saying, hello, this is Dan Moyer just checking in, letting you know that my ETA is about this. I'm going to be, you know, checking into my hotel, like all this like BS stuff when I was just like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. And he was like, made sure I had his cell phone number, you know, should any, should I need anything? Something, honestly, I wish more photographers did, but it was really funny. You had me. But we're, and up. we're like friends for like years already at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, that was so funny. Awesome. Awesome, I'm so glad to be back by everybody. I'm so glad that I get to be back and get to um, be a part of this uh, and and just get to like serve you all ringers in uh, a very um, awesome way. And I just want to thank you all for being awesome and uh, being patient and being excited that I'm back. I think you're yeah. excited. I'm excited. So let's all be I'm excited. Very excited. I'm very excited. I've been I've been having a great time bringing people on, but nothing is as fun as uh, recording with you, Dan. Oh, I should have said that, guys. His head just got bigger. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. <laughs> all right, Dan. Let's wrap this episode up. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Before we wrap up this episode, we want to take a moment to give a huge, amazing shout out and virtual high five to our Patreon supporters. Your encouragement, your love and support mean the world to us, and we are constantly blown away by your generosity. Yeah, guys, if you want to join this fabulous community of ringers and help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. There's different options starting at just two bucks a month and some really fun things waiting for you like video recordings. You could literally watch Dan and I as we recorded this video um, and hanging out with the two of us, all different things. And if you think that two bucks a month doesn't mean anything, trust me when I say that it means the world to us. Another way that you can uh, support our show is to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast in iTunes or wherever you um, enjoy your podcast. Um, this this is the thing that helps us out immensely uh, as our podcast you know, pops up on higher levels. People will see it, all that kind of stuff. Um, here's a great review from He Put a Ring on It, which is an amazing name. Uh, two hands in the air and two thumbs up. I recently got engaged and was never that girl that knew exactly what she wanted for her wedding. Thus, upon getting engaged, I dove headfirst into getting all the information I needed to plan our wedding. This podcast has been so helpful for me staying organized and not too overwhelmed as we get into it. It's also helped me sift through all my crazy thoughts and start to plan the individual touches that make sense for us. So grateful to Danielle and Dan for their obvious dedication and work that goes into making this podcast. Thank you. My goodness. That fills my soul. I love that so much. All right, guys. my love tank. Yeah, our thanks. Finally, if you want any more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes as always at puttaringonitpodcast.com. And you're more than welcome to connect with us on all the socials. I'm at dpnak, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. And I'm at Daniel Moyer Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moyer Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. Guys, remember, we're here to help you, but No matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you riggedy riggedy rock. Until next time, ringers. Bye.